With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Freaky friends, I'm Colleen and I'm Margaret, and we, we are, are the, the cousins, cousins Weird. Welcome to our third episode. Woohoo! Woo! Three in, <laughs> and we're real happy about it. <laughs> and we still have people that followed us. So yes. Nobody. I don't think anybody's unfollowed. No us. one's unfollowed. <laughs> we just keep getting more, which is exciting. So make sure you run and do that right now. Follow us and pause. Share us. Follow. Share. Come back. Do that right now. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait. Okay, we're back. Okay, we're back. <laughs> All right, you're back. Yay. Yay. Okay, so today's episode, um, we're talking a little bit about this lady, and she's the most kissed woman in the world. So for our drinks today, we are having the French kiss. And this lady was French. She was in, yes, she was Paris, France, to be exact. I may have had some of this already. I feel a little giggly. So, yeah, we've drank at least one glass already. We're yeah, this is uh, champagne and raspberries. We just mushed up some raspberries and it's yum. It's very delicious. Oh, yeah. I love a good bubbly drink. Even when it's not alcoholic, but yeah, alcohol, it's even better. It's even better. So um, we're really excited because we're going to have a special Halloween release this year that we're working on. So you should get ready and prepared for that. Um because it's going to be a haunted one. A local haunted one. A local and haunted a one. local business right here where we live. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Margaret already made the connections. We're going to do a little interview. We're not going to tell you what it is because it's an exciting thing. And we want you to be surprised. But it's going to be a special Halloween release. Which I think Halloween's on a Sunday. It might be. It's on a weekend. I'm almost positive. For sure. And you know when Halloween's on the weekend means the whole weekend is Halloween. For Actually, sure. Rewind that. <laughs> Pumpkin spices out. Halloween starts. Spooky season's here, friends. It and is. I am officially. a happy girl because I start celebrating now. It is on a Sunday. It is on a Sunday. I so, love that because then will... you have the whole day out. The kids don't have school. Yes. You make a day of it, a whole weekend of Halloween, and I'm I'm there. I'm yes, there. I love. It. I started today. Today's and I Halloween. I have two of my I have three children and. The first two were born in Halloween, mm-hmm. 12 days apart, so, and my middle child, her original due date was Halloween, even though she came a little early, 
but she is definitely my spooky child. She, she is. She is, even says she's spooky. She is spooky. Yes. She says that. So she's a cute spooky. She is. So um, get be ready for that. Put mark your calendar. Save your dates. Be ready for that cool new ep- uh, special release episode. We're excited about it. So um, want to get to it? Go for it. I'm sweating up a storm. I when I drink, I sweat, and I'm like oh, sweating today. It's hot today again. It's hot, but it's supposed to be cooler this week. We're done with this heat. Okay, all right. So the most kissed woman in the world. So it was the late 1800s, and a young woman was pulled from the the Seine River in Paris. She had no name, but she's had several names since. Mm-hmm. I can't say these a lot of these words. <laughs> So I'm going to tell you. I took four years of Spanish in school, so I'm not. I cannot speak. We we both have French blood. I know. We cannot speak it. Literally, live 30 minutes basically from Canada, where they they're French Canadian. Everything's like French and English up there. Yeah, not even no nothing. Bonjour. That's wee wee. (laughs) Wee wee. (laughs) That's about all I got. So um, I'm going to butcher these. Uh, I know I'm going to say that in advance. I'm sorry. Um, but we're going to try it. So, one of the names that's been given her is Le Canu de la Seine, which is the unknown woman of the Seine, the Mona Lisa of the Seine, the uh, Recessi Anne, and the most kissed girl in the world. So, those are the names that have been bestowed upon this woman that was plucked out of the Seine River in the late 1800s. Um, they say she was 16 years old. And there's so many stories out there of how she got to the river or why she was there. And this young. And it's, yeah, she's very young. But you think about in the late 1800s, 16 year olds were probably married. A lot of them. Yeah. A so baby or two already. A little different than he, now, but. Um, so this point in history, and even to this day probably, but this point in history, they were pulling lots of bodies out of the Seine River. Bodies are just floating up. Yeah. In 1864 alone, 376 bodies were pulled from the river. Yikes. That year. So, like, that was either murder. Or drowning. Or drowning. Or accidental drowning. Suicide. Uh, apparently, a lot of assassins like to kill people and then dump them in the river. Nah. And I even read at some point that, like, the that's part of the, like, punishment for crime was to throw them in the river. <laughs> So, <laughs> there were a lot of reasons why people were... Well, I mean, you know, I know, like, the Thames, the River Thames in, in London, and I'm thinking probably pretty much through the 1800s. It wasn't the cleanest river. No. And I think the Seine is probably in the same boat. Like, that's where the sewer emptied. Yeah, it's gross. It was murky and muddy, and I still think to this day they can't swim in it. They almost got to the point where they can. It's so bad. It's gross. And I think that, like, oh, you're a punishment. You get thrown in the river. No! I know. Not with the like, turds! Like a bog of eternal stench from yeah, just, like, corpses. I mean, they pulled so many bodies, there's probably corpses in there. Can you imagine the gross that's oh, in that yeah. river? It probably stunk. Oh, I'm sure it smelled. Well, you know, we know the 1800s smelled. The people smelled, too. Everything was awful. Yeah. But, so, in the middle of the river, there's a naturally occurring island. And on that island is where Notre Dame sits. Today, which oh, is in the middle cool. of this disgusting river. Yeah, but in the river cathedral. is like the biggest part of. It's like the heart of Paris. Paris. It's like the it runs through. There's 37 bridges that have to go over it. It's like the heart of Paris. So everything started from the middle and worked out around the river. So it's where all the heart of everything was. And behind Notre Dame, on the side, because there were so many bodies popping up in the river, mm-hmm. they decided let's build our morgue 
on this island because they're floating up right near there. So we'll just pluck them out, throw them in the morgue. <laughs> it's real easy to do. So they built the morgue. Such convenience. Most of the bodies are coming from the river. Let's just yeah. pull it right here. Because statistics show that two-thirds yeah. of the bodies in the morgue during that time where Marcus got the hiccupy drunks or something. <laughs> yep. So two-thirds of the bodies <laughs> she's got the hiccups. That's Sorry. what champagne does to people. It really does. It it's you the terrible. Hiccups. It's like the cartoon drunk people. Yeah. There. Just hiccups and the bubbles that flow out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Fun. So, like I said, two-thirds of the people that were dead at the time came from the river. That was a lot of people. Um... Two-thirds? Two-thirds of the people that were dead were from the river. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're just walking down the street and there's people floating past you. <laughs> and I don't know what the population, I should look this up, the population in Paris at that time was, but I'm assuming it wasn't like it is now. Oh, there God, was no. fewer people. And if you have 300 of them, people dying in the river every year, that's pretty, that's a lot of your population. Yeah, two-thirds of the deaths are coming from the river. Yeah. So. Yikes. Paris, people that live there, and probably this time period anyway, people are a little morbid. They like the macabre. They have the, the catacombs. Yeah. Underneath. So in 1868, they created a public viewing space. First, it was created because when you're plucking people out of the river that are dead, you don't know who they are because they might not have any information. Especially then, they wouldn't have a license on them to drive no. or anything. So they didn't know who they were, so they would display people. So their loved ones who were looking for them, they could come down and see if they were dead. That is terrible. Like, here's a window. We'll just put the corpses in front. You can walk past. Yeah, basically. But listen, in 1868, it became such a thing that they built a special viewing space for the people. Oh, God. So they pluck the people from the river. They process them. And they place them naked on these marble slabs that were visible by anyone walking past. And then they hung up their stuff on pegs nearby. So... The bodies were displayed for public to come and see them, but their viewings became so popular that it was like a daily event. Oh, let's People, go see the corpses. Yeah, let's go see the dead, <laughs> bloated bodies that were pulled from the river. That's like, sickening. Families would pack lunches. Ew. And like, let's see the, let's go see the bloated dead people before we have our croissant. <laughs> <laughs> While we have our croissant. Yeah. While we have our croissant. Um, yeah. we're, I feel like we can sit, talk like French people because we're French, even though we have, we don't know how to. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so the people were like, oh, I have to go, let's go. And they called it the, the Parisian Deaths Theater because people were like, it was more popular than going to the Eiffel Tower or the Louvre. Oh my God. No one wants to see art in the Eiffel Tower. You need to go see a dead body. You need to go see a bloated dead person. In the morgue. That's, That's exciting. They keep the bodies there for three days. So people Ew. come. And if they weren't identified, then they were just tossed somewhere, I guess. They didn't care. But they identified. Mass grave, yeah. maybe. So from 1868 till 1907, that was common practice. And oh, in 1907, God. someone was like, do you think this is a little wrong? Maybe, maybe this might be maybe, not a good idea. Maybe we should, you know... Do this different. Yeah. So they closed it off for only people that were looking for a yes, loved one. I'm, this person like fits the description of your loved one. Yeah. Come down and take a look. Yeah. It was much more managed in a way that you probably would see today. So you don't like, you're not looking for your, your sister or brother. No. While there's a family sitting there eating having, a picnic lunch. Having watching, a, a baguette. Yeah. <laughs> watching the dead corpses. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. That's great, isn't it? That's what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great for the loved ones of the dead people while you're crunching on a baguette. Watching. Ooh. Good. But the word. So that sounds really good right now. I know, right? Nice fresh one with a crispy outside. Some butter on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. you get a lot of cheese over there, too. <laughs> I know, I'm, really good. I, I want to go to Paris just to eat. Brie cheese. Oh. The fresh baguette. So good. Some berries. See, we're drinking. It makes me want to eat food. I know. It's terrible. Okay. So, <laughs> the grossest part. So, I said it lasted for a long time. People do that. But the most favorite thing. Oh, the, no. Oh, what people love the best. Like, ooh, ooh. I heard there's this good, good dead bodies there. Children. Got Ew. people really excited because they're nuts. That's terrible. Um, Are these seeds in there? Yeah, probably. Yep, that's a seed. They kind of look like maggots. They do. Ew. Yeah, it's really good. But they are seeds, I promise. Yes. Yeah, so I'm just like, what <laughs> is all that going on in my cup? So the big popular draw, they really loved it when there's children dead because these people are friggin' gross. That's terrible. Um, beheadings. Couldn't wait to see the head not on the body. Oh. And those that died of executions. So eventually they started throwing everyone out to his display. They didn't just unknowns. It was like anyone that died that they didn't care about. Everyone got to see him. Nice. So um, the most famous unknown person was our friend, the Mona Lisa of the Sin, who she, they put her out to display and no one ever identified her. She just chugged her thing. (laughs) Those raspberries are tart. Tart, yes. Wow. Um, so she was displayed out there. No one ever came to say that they knew who she was. And the, um, the, apparently she was beautiful. So there was a mortuary attendant working on her with her, whatever they did, right? Cutting her open or stuff that was so struck by her and her, she had this, like, they called her the Mona Lisa because she had this like smirk on her face. Like she died with, a, with a, basically a, a, a smile. Or yeah, a very peaceful smile. Very serene, very peaceful expression. And he so at that time he ordered um, for a plaster death mask to be made of her face because she thought she was so beautiful. Now, at this time, it was um, tradition. Like back into Egypt, like we talked about in Egypt, they made, mm-hmm. they made death ma- masks for the dead. They and, were ridiculous, though. Yeah. They Gold were like the and lists, yes. and inlaid with gems. But it started way back then where we, we would make a mold of the person's face when they died or make a mask to wear in the death. But these ones they were making, typically at this time, were made of plaster and they were used for royalty, rich people, Famous people. You know what's funny? I watched something on like the History Channel or somewhere about death masks, and they talked about like Abraham Lincoln and George Washington yeah. and Napoleon. Never mentioned this girl once, She's which like, is surprising because this is probably like, one of the most famous death masks, yeah, ever. Yeah. So they it was always made for those people um, because they, they said at a later date we might want to make a statue, so it kind of preserves the fate. They can make a mold uh, with it. All these different things they could use, or they can sell them, hang them up, whatever. This guy's so, a little creepy, though. This creepy guy wants this girl's face. <laughs> um, and it's very rare for an unknown person. No one unknown got a death mask. It was for rich people or royalty or famous people, right? right? right. So Napoleon. It was, yeah, Napoleon would have got one. Mozart would have got one. He did get one. He did. It, he, she hangs next to his. Napoleon? Mm-hmm. She's up in with Napoleon, Mozart, Dante, Cromwell. There's all these different Caesar, people. Julius Caesar had one, too. And she, her mask hangs there. But, so, um, like I said, it's rare for her to have one. But with her, her slight smile and peaceful face, her mask became a hit. They hung the mask outside of the people, the shop that made them. They hung her mask out there because it was so unique. She had that expression. 
that people were like, oh, what is this mask? I must have it. So it was being sold in souvenir shops. And then That's across... really odd. Yeah, across Paris, Germany, and the rest of Europe. And you would find it in homes on people's mantles or hanging in their drawing rooms. You think somebody would have recognized her. This, especially if she Wide became spread. that famous. So probably somebody killed her. Otherwise, you know, it's like, why wouldn't they, somebody come forward well, and say, oh, this is my daughter or my girlfriend. Funny that you said that. Because yeah. she has no marks of violence on her body. So the only thing they think of is she killed herself. It's what they think happened to her. Because it's so of no odd that like, her, her, fa- her mask became so famous that I know. nobody recognized her. So people loved her mask and it was hanging places. So artists started drawing pictures of her, like what she would have looked like alive. People started writing stories about what happened to her life. Like she became a muse for like artists, novelists, uh, poets. Like they were just fascinated by this story of this unknown girl. I know it's so heartbreaking. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like kind of it's it's macabre, but it's like there's a girl, romantic side there of it is, too because it's like this poor girl ended up dead at such a young age, but she like her notoriety is like still around today. Yeah, it's amazing. Exactly, um, and. Like, being amused for different artists and things, like like you said, like, it's, like, it's a fascination of, like, what happened to her. And a lot of times they like to talk about unrequited love because it makes it more romantic. And mm. there's something to do with the water and dying and all that all just adds to it. So it made people want to write stories about what happened and what happened to her life and what led her to the river and all these different things. So... Somebody could have poisoned her and then dumped her body in the river. true. Though. They could have. Because there would, be no, there would right. be no marks on her then. You tell them, Margaret. I know. Um, now, some say the mask could not be from someone pulled from the river. Because they're like, I've seen people pull from the river. They're bloated and distorted and disgusting. Depends on how fast they found her. So they're like, we think she was model that they did this and someone made this all up. Because this can't do And other people think maybe that the face was slightly distorted. But when they did the mask, because she was so beautiful, they wanted to preserve her beauty. Or the story was that maybe the model did pose for our mask and then died in the river and it all connects together. Um, so there's no real story behind the, like, no one knows. No, but if she'd have been pulled out that day, she wouldn't be pulled no. out, I don't think. No, I think it takes a few days to get gross. Right. And who knows? Yeah, who knows? It just depends on where she fell in the river. We need Elena her. from Morbid to tell us about Yeah, how that. fast people bloat right. in the water. in the water. Yeah. Because, you know. Someone tell us how fast Please. do you bloat in the water when you're dead. I don't know. Um, so over the years uh, emerged so many different stories of her life. Like people were telling stories of what could have happened to this woman. Um, one of the biggest, fam- most famous stories was there were twin sisters that lived in Liverpool, England. And one had a love affair with a rich man and eloped to Paris, but was never seen again. Um, that there was some kind of unrequited like he already had a mistress and, or a wife or a wife. And then she committed suicide because of that. Or he killed her. I don't know. Wow. Um, so she never, she never is seen again. And then many years later, the other sister visits Paris and she saw, sees the mask and recognizes it as her sister who she never saw again. Like, so she, apparently there's a story of this girl who saw the mask and said, that's my sister. Um, but there's no, documentation of this anywhere so is this a tale that someone wrote or is it it happened right, i don't know right right um there was a man he wrote this book called l his name is l alvarez he wrote a book called the savage god and right after sylvia plath plath killed herself he wrote this book because they were good friends about suicide 
and about like the 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 theories behind why people do it or you know myths about it or you know truths about suicide and what people are thinking and he talked a little bit about the unknown woman of the sen and he said like he kind of was fascinated by it too because you know they say she committed suicide and people are fascinated by her blah 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 so um he said in his book that a whole generation of german girls between the this mass went nuts, okay? Between World War One and World War Two in Germany, women went nuts over this mass. Right. And they started wanting to model what they look like after this dead girl's face. <laughs> like, you can see Margaret's face right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. They wanted to look like her. So they would, like, try to style, because they have, like, an impression of her hair, like, what the style might have looked like. Um, a little bit, and you can look her up. If you look up the the most kissed woman in the world, the unknown woman of the sin, and Mona Lisa, whatever you type in, you're going to find pictures of her. And we'll put them on our Instagram and stuff so you can see it. But they wanted to look like her. And according to him, she became the erotic idol of the period. Ew. As Bordeaux was for the 50s. So like a sex symbol. Ew. And she's a dead girl and it's a just dead her mask. A 16-year-old girl. Yeah. That's just creepy. wrong on many levels. Yeah. So, you film, music, literature, ballets, everything was referencing this girl during after this happened and during like the early part of the 1900s. Like it was like still World a War thing. I and yeah. Stuff. yeah. Um. So they're writing stories about her, and even apparently, even Pablo Picasso himself was said to be compelled by her, like captivated by her appearance. Now I've seen it. It looks like some girl's sleeping. It doesn't look... I don't know what the fascination is with it. I, I, I think it's the mysteriousness of it that fascinates people more than anything. Because her yeah. face isn't anything... She looks like a regular person. Yeah, it just looks like a regular person. So I think it's like the fascination of the mystery of it. Like, what happened to her and why... Some men get attracted by weird shit, though. Yeah, and they like little girls sometimes because they're disgusting. Yeah. They had weird little dead girls. Dead... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yuck. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Ew>. all that <laughs> stuff, everything, all that happened, all these stories, all this stuff. So we're going to fast forward now. Especially the fact that they eroticized this death mask of a 16-year-old unknown woman. Yeah, girl. creepy. Bunch just, of creeps. Yes. And Perverted creeps. It's like not any different than it is now. No, <laughs> they haven't changed much, no. unfortunately. I have a good one, so I don't know, yeah. just general. Some, here. some, some aren't good. Some are great. Because you know that eroticism thing that was not women didn't start that. No, that was that was all men. That, <laughs> that was especially over a dead person's mask. A dead child. Ew. <laughs> oh my god. That's so gross. <laughs> oh. All right. Okay. Sorry, now you got me. So now we're going to fast forward after all that. We're going to fast forward to the 1940s. There's a man. His name is Asmund Lerdahl. He is from Norway, and he's a toy manufacturer. Um, There was something new and exciting that just got kind of... um, They just started to work with in the toy industry. It was probably something new and exciting for the time plastic oh yeah and you know now we wish we never invented it yeah look at our oceans but yes then it was new and exciting and he was like experimenting with it 
And he ended up producing a doll called Anne, that they named Anne, that was very realistic. And it was a big hit because before that, they're probably chiseling them out of wood. I don't know what they dolls out of before that. But assuming it was wooden dolls and uh, sewn dolls, like husk. Ceramic. Yep, ceramic. So this is a plastic. He almost felt like you could make it like a rubbery kind of plastic. So it felt like skin. And um, Uh, so people were like, oh, this is so neat and cool. Yeah. Um, And... Uh, soon after he was making his, do- he was, you know, he was a toy manufacturer making his dolls and stuff, but he had a two-year-old at home and his two-year-old almost drowned and he was able to save him by forcing the air out of his lungs. Um, the water? The water. I mean, the water, not air. You want that. You want the air in. Yes. <laughs> he was able to force the water out of his lungs um, and save him. And it was like a very traumatic event for him more even than the child because it like, he was like almost lost his child. Yes. So here, so time rolls on a bit. And I think it was in the 60s, a group of anesthesiologists contacted the Lairdall Toy Company because they knew they made this really cool, like, doll out of plastic. And they had just come up with this new um, resuscitation technique called CPR. Oh, boy. Yeah. And they said, people are a little weirded out. We can't really practice this technique and show it on a person because... You don't want to breathe. You're not breathing, forcing your air into people's mouths and pushing on their chest <laughs> and stuff. So we need something that looks kind of like a person, a big mannequin made from this plastic that you work with. That's flexible. That's flexible. So it can smush its chest and yeah. open its mouth and breathe air into yeah. it. I wonder if this is where sex dolls came from. Ew! <laughs> it probably was, but you know, I remember taking like advanced life saving in school and uh-huh. learning CPR on a dummy. Yeah, I mean, I have to learn it every two years at work. I think we wiped the mouth off with, with alcohol, alcohol wipes in yeah. between. Um, we have to. I mean, I do it every two years. I have to do this on a d- dummy. So, anyway, he because of his history because with his son almost dying, like he was like, "Yes, let me help you do this," because he did CPR before he even knew he did it. You know what I mean? He, right. He was able to save his son, and. Because he had that, like, that really messed, like, messed with him after that. Because I would be, who wouldn't be? Their two-year-old almost oh died. God, it's yeah. awful. So he was like, yes, let me do this for you. Let me make this doll. So he, um, using the techniques for his and doll, he made a human-sized one. A life-sized version that the chest was collapsible so that you can do compressions on it. And, um, but he needed a face. And he knew it had to be a woman. Because... No man in the 60s was going to practice CPR on a, a male doll. Oh, God forbid. Because they're a bunch of idiots and yes. they're stupid. For sure. God forbid you yeah. do mouth to mouth on a male. They'd die. We'll just kill our friends. And we don't a, care. Yeah, the, the thing is, it's like, oh, my my friend would rather die than have my, me put his mouth yeah. on him anyway. So they were going to let their friends die anyway. So they're <laughs> like, we're not going to bother teaching him on a male because they're not going to do it. So. <laughs> oh, man. So he was thinking what face should I use for my doll and then it, he started thinking about this mask that hung on now some people some places said it's in-laws wall some people say it's grandparents but it was the Mona Lisa of the Sen oh, because geez. her mask was everywhere my god um, in and Norway. even into the 60s this in mask Norway. was still yes oh my god so he was like that's the perfect <clears throat> face her eyes are closed she has a serene look and I'll just make it her lips apart and she drowned and she drowned right so isn't that just supposedly yeah, ironic. So maybe she drowned. Maybe she was dead when she put, was put in. But anyway, she was either way fished out. She was fished out of the of water, the river, yes. which kind of ties his son's stuff to it. Right. It's, it's very interesting. So anyway, he had to make her lips kind of partially open because you had to be able to blow air into her mouth. So he decided that he would use her face on this doll, 
Um, and then he named her Recessi Ann. Mm, resuscitate. Mm-hmm. And in the U.S., you know what she's called? CPR Annie. The first doll. First CPR doll was CPR Annie. That's what they called her. Um, and then um, she's the first ever made and successfully used um, patient simulator ever. Like how it was the first time it's ever been done. And they were able to teach people how to do CPR on this dummy. They put uh, they put a tube into her in her mouth and put bags in her her lungs to breathe into so they have the lifting of the chest and all that stuff so he eventually even made it better as time went on um but his company estimates to this day because they still are around the Laidral company estimates that two million lives have been saved because they learned how to do cpr and over 500 million people have been trained so his plastic little doll he made with her face then he ended up making a mannequin with the her so she died say drowning but now she's because of her it's kind of kind of gives you goosebumps if you think about how like she had this legacy that she didn't never even knew would happen and her short 16 years yeah um so she was a girl with no story but had amazing one in death which is kind of cool but here's my favorite part of this whole story okay (laughs) i'm ready you know um smooth criminal the song by michael jackson yes Annie, are you okay? Are you oh, okay, geez. Annie? He, that song is inspired from the CPR classes they attended because you, you used to say, you have to ask if your patient's okay and you have to say their name. And because her name was CPR Annie, they would say, Annie, are you okay? Oh, and that's where the song lyrics came way. from. Annie, are you okay? Are you, are you okay, okay, Annie? Annie? <laughs> okay. How many, yeah, a side note, we loved Michael Jackson when we were growing yeah. up. And we listened to that album. A hundred million times. Mm-hmm. Was it bad? Was that bad? No, it was before bad. I think smooth criminal. It wasn't a thriller. Maybe it was. I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe it was. We had that on record down here. We listened to it down mm-hmm. here. Thriller. thriller. Yeah. Yes. Leaning back. We would do the dance with the hands. Yes. We did lots of dancing down here. Was there a? Was there a tiger on that cover with him? Or am I thinking like a He-Man thing? I think he had a white tiger. He had a white tiger on there. He did. So Michael Jackson even got pulled into the, the, the. Are you okay, Annie? Which, think about Michael Jackson and his little bit of his oddities. Makes sense that he would have he would like get involved in something to yeah, do with this death death somehow. And he's got like some, even though he's dead now. So, but mm-hmm. you know, those uh, leaving Neverland documentaries they messed me up. Yeah, so I'm not I, surprised. And it's funny, like, because you don't know if it's true. It is very believable and. It made me, it, and now when one of his songs comes on, it just kind of makes me feel icky. <laughs> yeah. You like, you're like singing, then you're like, oh, wait, I don't know if I can listen to this. I got to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Regardless if it's true or not, it's tainted everything. It has. Regardless. It really has. It's tainted his legacy as it is. Yeah. Yeah. But the song lyrics, and you're okay because of because the Mona Lisa yes. of the sand, her sand's face thing. on the, and the doll and the Annie and all most that. Most kissed girl. How many the mouths have... Over five or over five hundred thousand people, million people have just have been trained. So five hundred million people's lips have touched her. That's crazy. And um, you know, like it, the story is: Did she have an affair? Did she was it a young unrequited love? Did she commit suicide? Was she a peasant that came to the city and got into the bad hands? Or was of people? it an accident? Was it an accident? We all never know. But no. there were so many poems written about her. Um, one is called The Washing Corpse. It was inspired by the mask. Um, Rilke is a poet, I think from France. 
Um, Richard Galleon in the 1900s wrote the worshiping, worshiping of the image was about a young poet who shuts himself away with the mask in isolated woods and his like crazy spiral from there. Um, in 1931, a French writer, Jules Superiel or something, I can't say these <laughs> right. And I sound like an idiot, but, um, wrote a book of tracing the thoughts of the 19 year old girl as she floated dying in the Seine, which was based off the mask. Um, there was a German actress and um, novelist. Her name was uh, Hertha Pauli. And she liked to think of um, the woman um, killed herself because of a jilted lover. And there was um, several other poets have mentioned her, written songs about her. I mean, she's even a Michael Jackson song. So even to the, the, our oh lifetime, God. her legacy is going on. But um, we talked about the mask. And I just wanted to just throw this in there that the Lorenzi family were model mask makers. That was their family's business. And they would hire people that would make masks. And the person who cast the mask for her, um, for the Mona Lisa of the Sun, did it out of their place. And now it's hanging on the wall with casts of Mozart, um, Dante, Napoleon. The original mask? The original mask. French revolutionists and um, in her. And she's the only unknown person in the whole place. That's crazy. It is cool. They, I know they've looked at different death masks that are old and they've tried to find DNA, like hairs, to verify. Right. It's not like the one, the mask Caesar's death mask, death mask. They wanted to make sure it was actually of him. And it looks a lot like the busts that were made of him. Right. So it looks like his face. Right. Right. And that's why they said they did those masks so that they could have the, they could mold the faces after their death. They'd have a, a thing to make a mold out of. Like I they believe could, they, they did a mold of Abraham Lincoln. After he I died. bet. And they did um, George Washington. I know that. And there's been there's been a lot of people that have had it done over the over the years. Yeah, and it, it was they were they were making death masks until like the 50s, I think that company was. There's um, that like, Robespierre. He was a French guy, pockmark face. Mm-hmm. They did one of him too, I think. Did his pockmark show up? I think so. Ew. God, when you're... Can't they just smooth those out for the poor guy? I know. Really. <laughs> Do a little Photoshop in the casting Definitely room. Definitely <laughs> makes him look sinister. Like, yeah, I bet. He has a very sinister looking mask. But and that's the story. That's sure. the story of her and how she's basically, because of her death, she's actually helped save so many lives. Yes. And there's so many... Like, a girl with no story and no name has more things written about him than I ever will. For sure. No one cares about me. They don't <laughs> care about this girl that they don't know that drowned. I don't care about you. Well, I know you do. Forever. Okay. <laughs> but that's the story of the most kissed girl in the world. I just thought that was super cool because... It is. Because you don't know what happened and you can kind of... I think that she... I like this. I think the story of her falling in love with someone that's married and then not working out and then she jumped into the river. I think she was poisoned. That you think she her. was? Yeah, I think it was malicious. Malicious. Maybe the unrequited love was like, Something. you can't let my wife know and I'll poison you and dump you in the river. Or smothered her. Because I think if if she was smothered, it wouldn't leave marks either. Right. And the, once you're in the river, depending how long you're in there, how much can, like, the, you could get banged up in the river. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know what's going on. But the river's real murky and gross. So, no one's going in there for a swim, mm-hmm. I don't think. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. So, however she got in there was not of good reason. Mm-mm. So. Nope. That's the story. That's my episode. Alrighty. <laughs> um, so we uh, 
have several ways to reach contact and be in touch with us and be engaged with For us. For sure. Yeah. So you can reach us on our Facebook, our TikTok, and our Instagram at the Cousins Real. At the Cousin Weird. I don't know what her name is. I've had too many <laughs> champagnes. Yeah, if you have any suggestions of things you'd like for us to cover, any spooky places or spooky events or spooky people, just let us yes. know. Hit us up. Tell us, because we want to hear about it. We have lots of things lined up, like ideas of what we want to do, but we want to know what you guys want to hear. So um, reach out to us at uh, thecousinsweird at gmail.com um, to share your stuff. And... Um, let us know what you think. Yeah. Let us know. Review us. If you are on Apple and you can do a review, do that for us. Let us know what you think. We want to know. We want to hear what you think. We want to know what you right. love best about the episodes. What is the best? What's your favorite part so far that we've talked about or covered? Or what was the funniest thing you heard us say? We're pretty probably, on, probably on accident because we didn't mean to say it, but it just came out. Because <laughs> we're, we're pretty foolish. Colleen, like I'm older than Colleen. I'm a year and a half older. And when she was born, I was one and a half and I've loved Colleen since she was born. <laughs> and she's been my best friend forever. And we never fight or argue no. or disagree. We just Mm-mm. have one of those relationships. <laughs> yeah, and I would not be potty trained to this day. If it wasn't for <laughs> Margaret, I'd still be peeing in my pants. So you can thank Margaret for my lack of my continence. <laughs> and knowing my ABCs. Because she taught yeah, me how to pee too. on the toilet and she taught me my ABCs. So I wouldn't be able to read right now if it wasn't for her. <laughs> Someone else would have you. No. I wouldn't have listened. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why they made you show me how to pee on the body. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to anyone else. Like, ooh, Margaret's doing Margaret's it. Margaret's doing it. I'll do it. I'll do it, too. So, I hope you have a great week, and make sure you creep, creep it, it real. real. Bye-bye.